FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engines. Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. I'm glad to be back. We're glad to have you back. Good morning, Ronnie. Good morning. And I, and I just got your text. What was it? Oh, did I help Call you? me and I'll help you get in. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I'll help you get out. All right. Uh, good morning there, Alan. Good morning, Perry. Y'all did a good job last week. I listened to as much of it live as I could and then I... And then listen to all of it on the pod on the podcast that Lanny does for us. Uh, took me, I think it took me till Wednesday to get around to hearing it, but uh, oh, good good job. Good, you, you got some career to fall back on. <laughs> we had fun. <laughs> yep, sounded like it. I thought it was pretty funny when y'all were taking a sort of roll call there at the beginning, and like it's just us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I was gone for last Saturday and Sunday, and uh, well, as I told you. Before and and even during, you were doing what you were supposed to do. Yep, and we had a really good time. Uh, only person that screwed it up was Shane Beamer and his lousy play calling. But uh, <laughs> other than that, we had a really good time. Uh, ate some good food, had some good uh, uh, socializing with other members of the Five Youth Fraternity's parents, and it was just an all around uh, and this was good your, weekend. Your daughter's final parents' day. It was my daughter's final. We got gypped out of it last year, so uh, this was the final one. But, unfortunately, the whole time, uh, and I'm not going to get too down about this on the show, but uh, the whole uh, the whole time we had it hanging over our heads that uh, my wife's mother, Senora Rosa Carvajal, was uh, very near death down in uh, West Palm Beach, Florida. And then uh, when we got home uh, Sunday... They said, uh, you know, you better get down here as fast as you can. So my wife flew down there to West Palm Beach and actually got there four hours before she passed away. So my wife's still down there. Uh, my mother-in-law, I'll just say this, she was almost faultless. I don't know anything. I never saw her angry. She was generous. She was kind. Everybody loved her. When Giannis and I were in Miami and we were uh, having a couple of kids, uh, it was grandma and grandpa that raised them pretty much all day long right. until we got home from work. And uh, my kids are fluent in Spanish because of it and have That's been. wonderful. Yep. And have been for, uh, you know, since they grew up. They learned, to, to, they learned English and Spanish at the same time. That's great. So, uh, and listen, all the years that we have known each other. I have never heard you say anything the slightest negative about your mother-in-law. Well, that doesn't happen often. Well, there's nothing to say that's yeah. bad about her. I mean, if they did sainthood, you know, I would I would definitely nominate her, even though I'm not a Catholic. So, 
I don't know, with y'all's permission, I'd just like to dedicate the last of the season to her. And I did make a race fan out of her. Now, when I met my <laughs> wife, the hot Colombian driver, see if you remember his name, was Roberto Guerrero. Right. And he, uh, he had the track record at Indianapolis at one time, over 230 miles an hour. And then he, uh, he had to race one in 88, which was before I met my wife, but, uh, and, and lost it on the last pit stop. But he hit the wall too many times and had to retire. Uh, he, he got pretty dingy there, I think. He's okay now. But then four or five years went by, and we got a new one, Juan Pablo Montoya. And my, we were sitting there watching that uh, uh, 1999 or 2000, I guess it was, Indianapolis 500 when Montoya won it. And she was just as happy as the rest of us. So, uh, And she'd ask me every Sunday, how's Montoya? How's Montoya? Uh-huh. You know? So uh, it was great to have her around. I got to have her around me and my family for 28 years, and she's gone now. Grandpa's still down there, and um, so we got to take care of him. He's uh, She actually robbed the cradle. He was, uh, she's 96 when she passed away. He's 91, so uh, <laughs> she uh, got her a young one there when she married him. So anyway... Love you, Senora Rosa, and uh, watch down on all of us and take care of us, and we will uh, never forget you. So, all right, had a little racing. This, oh, well, let me tell you about our guests. I had a wild idea driving in this morning that with Charlotte coming up next week, we always talk to Scott Cooper, and uh, and Greg naturally always arranges that. And by the way, Greg's not with us, probably won't be with us for the rest of the year, and uh Greg, if you're listening, and or even if you're not listening, we hope to get you back maybe once before the end of the year, maybe next year if we do the show for sure. But uh, Scott always, uh, uh, Greg always gets a Scott Cooper from the Charlotte Motor Speedway, so I said, what the heck, let me call him. And then I said, well, call him, not on your cell phone, because he won't recognize a Miami area code, so call him from the station. So I called him on the station phone, and I swear in five minutes, I left him a message. He called back, and so going... We're going to have Scott Cooper from the Charlotte Motor Speedway at 1030. Um, Alan's been kind enough to flip-flop his local segment to 1120. Let's say 1130. Scott's going to be on at 1020. Alan's going to be on at 1120. We're just going to flip-flop those two. And uh, then at 11 o'clock in our Legends segment, we're going to have Johnny Allen. Johnny was a very capable Grand National driver. Um when I wrote the book on the independence, he's the first chapter, and I did them in order of uh, sort of their, their how early they started Grand National Racing, and he started in 1954. Um, he's famous for some crashes that he had. He took down the scorer stand in the 1960 Rebel 300 when he went over the rail. That was a convertible race. And in the 62 Southern 500, he uh, was running second, and went up on his side in the first and second turn and slid down and exploded into flames upside down right in the second turn and scrambled out. And it's all visible on YouTube. And then in the 63 Atlanta 500, he went through the, took out about 40 feet of guardrail or so and went through the fence and down the bank and we talk about it. We haven't had him on in a couple of years. And he said, Perry, do we have to talk about those three wrecks? And I said, no, sir. We're not going to talk about the wrecks. We're going to talk about the good things you did. Um, but when he wrecked one, he wrecked it right. But he um, also was a 1971 Greenville Pickens Speedway track champion. Now, you were messing around racing then. Do you, do you recall uh, Johnny Allen? 
Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, my brother, he done texted me a little bit earlier about it whenever I uh, told him. And he said, uh, you know, my daddy, he raced over at Greenville Pickens, but uh, he was just car owner. Yeah. But he was just a little bit before Johnny. Um, 1963, they had Dub Nelson. And Dub Nelson's name's on the wall over there. You know, the Ever Track Champion right. gets his name on the wall, which I eventually think they're going to run out of spots. <laughs> well, eventually, they no. Unless they start doubling them up. They you know, double them around. up. But, you know, they got a, a, I think Pearson's over there for 59. Elmo yep. Henderson's for 58. And, and I'm not mistaken, 60, 61, and 62 is Floyd Powell, or did he just win it twice? Yeah. Uh, Floyd Powell drove for my daddy too. Okay, well, he's all Spartanburg drivers, yeah. and uh, but but Johnny is a Greenville driver, originally from Los Angeles, California. But uh, yep. took his mustering out of the Navy money and went racing with it. And uh, so we'll have Johnny on at eleven o'clock and talk about the good things he did. Yep. And it looks like uh, I, I, I saw him up at Mount Airy. Uh, Greg and I did, and he's a. Uh, He's in his mid-80s, but he's getting around. In fact, when I located him in, uh, earlier this week for the show, he uh, he's in some sort of RV caravan going around the mountains and uh, enjoying the fall colors. And Johnny's quite active and, uh, and just a great guy to talk to. So now, we've had a lot of racing since I, wasn't, since I was last here, and I'm not even going to attempt to uh, to recap all of it, but... Of the racing that I saw last weekend, I didn't see anything other than the uh, WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, which we got to say now, that was the high point to me of the racing weekend because the Whalen Engineering Cadillac won the race out at uh, Long Beach. And they are now only 19 points out of first place with one race to go on November the 13th at Road Atlanta, which I am going to try to attend. My brother and I want to go down there very badly. So uh, I gave him the job of looking into what's the best we could do for tickets. And the... uh, Well, don't worry about tickets. They got it up on the web thing that they're looking for track workers. Water workers. (laughs) They don't want to. They they don't want a 74-year-old track worker. Well, see, I can't go down there and do it, Perry, but just in case we do need a, a, you know, caution flag down there in that turn, I could text you and say, hey, throw the caution on the 10 car coming by. <laughs> you reckon they'd let me hold a black flag? Oh, yeah. We, we have a black flag, and I'll have a sign up there, put, post 10 car. The fix it. Now, you know, back in the old days, they used to do stuff like that. They'd hold up a chalkboard, especially at Indianapolis or in a, an IndyCar races. They'd hold up a chalkboard and say, now. And they had a designated spinner, you know, and he'd bring out the caution flag now. And I've heard that that happened a bit in NASCAR, too. So uh, maybe Johnny Allen can tell us a little bit about that. I don't think well, he ever uh, was talk, in a car with a radio. I think there's a little incident on Pit Road uh, last week uh, where the guy come on Pit Road and he decided he's going to spin the car. Well, I wanted to ask you about that because <laughs> that was two races ago. That was at Bristol. And that was my man, Carson Hosevar. And you, I mean, you talk about deliberate looking. You know, they they zoomed in on the cockpit, and he just he just spun it out. You could tell he twisted it one way and then back the other way real quick and spun out. And it was like, oh no, <laughs> oh no, you're gonna get a lap because <laughs> because I didn't have the sound turned up. I don't remember what I was doing, but I looked over there and uh, I saw him do that, and then I saw the replay, and I said, that's 
that doesn't even look close to a spin out. <laughs> That's worse than the one that uh, Truex did that all, year all four up tires, in Martinsville. Yeah, all four tires are up. And uh, <laughs> let's see, uh, now nah, we ain't going to go play that game. But when I looked over there, the official standing out in front of him, you know, with, with his hand out, saying, you're not going anyplace. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that up because that was two weeks ago. And, I, and when it happened, I said, well, that's my man. And he's in the playoffs and he just cost himself a good finish. So, uh, so anyway, but as far as the racing last weekend, uh, the WeatherTech uh, series was the best. And uh, naturally, the worst had to be Jeremy Clements getting caught up finally in a crash. He's, he's, he's missed them all year long. Avoided them is what I'm trying to, trying to say. And, um, but he got caught up in a big one and it was early and, um, he's not out of it. I mean, there could be a big one. There will be a big one probably today. Oh, yeah. And uh, and then the Roval, you know, he was in a real good chance to win that race last year or finished in the top three or four when the, the guy missed the chicane and it was raining so hard, Jeremy followed him and yeah. he missed it too. But you said you heard, I didn't get to hear Jeremy on a open mic this uh, past Wednesday. So um, what did he say about it? I mean, I, I, oh, I know he was uh, devastated. Uh, of course, uh, that's what I was going to say. He was devastated, but he didn't dwell on it. He's ready to have a, a short memory and get back to racing today. Uh, he handled it very well, I thought. Well, he was right up there. I mean, I don't know what position he was in. He might have been just outside the top ten. There were so many cars in the crash. Well, but, I mean, had, he wasn't laying back. He, no, he had uh, just pitted early to get new tires to try to get up toward the front to get some stage points. Well, you know, he drove it on around and... uh I mean, I didn't see the other side. I didn't even watch the race. I, I saw a little bit on YouTube, but uh, the car didn't look that torn up, but I, obviously it was because yeah. if he could have gotten back out there, he would Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So he, it, I thought he handled it well. Yeah. Well, I mean, go ahead. nowhere to go. I mean, he was up on that high side. He was high. He was on the high side, nowhere to go, and like everybody thinks about track, and boy, supposed to slide down to the inside and kind of leave that top side open, but uh, he had a full steam ahead, like he was talking about on new tires. He was in a hurry to go on yeah. the high side, and uh, for some reason, that's one of them deals. You've seen it about three weeks ago, where the boy uh, come in, got new tires, come up, was leading the right. the race for the stage points, and he never had even led a race before. Right. Mm. So Jeremy was trying to, you know, follow suit on that as far as. Uh, and was on his way. Yes, he, he, was. he had already passed a, a good number of guys. Yes, he did. And uh, for some time, for some reason, this time it just didn't work out. Well, he's got another chance today. And I'm going to say one thing, then we'll go to break and talk to Scott Cooper. But um, the weather looks terrible. They may get that one in the day. But from what I saw on the Weather Channel this morning, it could rain through Thursday. Wednesday or Thursday. Wow. I mean, I, maybe they'll get it in, but I, I swear, I don't think they got a prayer. Yeah, I haven't looked that far ahead. Oh, I don't but. think they got a prayer to, to tomorrow. They, they might squeeze and, it in today. And let's get into the last 20 minutes. We need to talk about that Formula One race where it rained. Oh, yeah. With about four laps left to go. Yep. And, I've got it right here, buddy. Okay. All right. Let's take our first break. We're going to come back and uh, talk to Scott Cooper from the Charlotte Motor Speedway. He's got a little bit going on next weekend. You're listening to Start Your Engine on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. 
Start your engines. We'll be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership, family-owned and operated. Jamie Nodine and his wife, Rita, are Boiling Springs natives and proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. Jamie handpicks every vehicle and posts the best prices up front at ImpexPreOwned.com. Find the car, truck, or SUV of your dreams at a price you can afford at Impex Pre-Owned. Asheville Highway, Boiling Springs. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. For score high school football schedules, articles, and everything going on here at the station. Download our app today. Just search Fox Sports 1400 either at the Apple Store or via Google Play now. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift. Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Do you want a diesel truck that just doesn't have the power you want when pulling your camper, boat, or livestock trailer? Whether you use your diesel truck for work or play, optimal performance is important. PF Auto and Diesel has over 30 years' experience and employs ASE certified mechanics and can get your diesel engine running right. So whether it's the power stroke in your Ford that's giving you issues or your dump truck or tractor trailer just isn't running right, call PF Auto and Diesel today to schedule your appointment. 426-5083. PF Auto and Diesel, 1116 Jonesville Lockhart Highway in Union. Worth the drive to get your diesel engine running right. Military and first responders get 10% off with proper ID. Hey, man, this was so cool of Dana White to let a social distance on his private island. Yeah, I just got one problem. My doggone radio just lost the reception. I got your solution. Download the Fox Sports Spartanburg app. Download it? Like into my tractor? Well, on your smartphone. Get it in the Google Play or App Store. And I can listen to every show. Open mic, bump and run, Dan Patrick, and Colin Coward. How do I talk to the guys? Text them on the Elite Audio text line right there on the app. Well, golly, I better get that on my phone. It's almost like you're back in Spartanburg, but we're sitting here drinking Mai Tais. Download the free Fox Sports 1400 app today from the Apple Store or Google Play. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Do you want a rundown house or a property with problem tenants? Did a relative leave you a house behind on maintenance and all the problems that go with it? If any of these things are true, Upstate Property Solutions can help. Upstate Property Solutions buys homes in any condition or circumstance. Foreclosures, condemned homes, mobile homes with or without land, it doesn't matter. We have a solution for you. The best part is we will pay you cash. So give us a call today at 256-0727 or visit UpstatePropertySolutions.com. Consultations are free. And 
welcome back to Start Your Engines. And uh, I had a brainstorm coming in this morning, boys. And I said, why don't we get Scott Cooper, if I can land him from uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway, instead of getting him the day of the race, let's get him a week before. So uh, you out there, Scott? <laughs> Perry, I am. How are you this morning down in Sparkle City? Oh, we're doing great. And i um, looking forward to a big weekend of racing and a real big one coming up at Charlotte next, next week. And uh, well, do, do me a favor now. That Xfinity race, is that going to be for uh, hydroplanes or cars this year? <laughs> Last year, we felt like it was for, for hydroplanes or they just needed to bring their boats. Um, but, you know, what was so unique about last year, it was the first time, even for the Cup Series, that uh, NASCAR had actually got to run in the rain at Charlotte. And I know we had a limited crowd because of COVID and the weather was certainly not ideal. But I'll tell you, it really gave us something unique and fun to watch last year. I'm hoping things stay dry this time around. But um, no matter what, we're going to have a good time. I can honestly say I have never seen a race run in so much water. I mean, it was th- those splitters were were underwater. I mean, it, it was it was an amazing thing to watch. But you guys got it in, and uh, um, wow, what a what a race! And then uh, the next day, the the Cup guys will be out on the Roval as well. Yeah, and uh, I'll tell you, you know, things are really shaping up to be something interesting in terms of the playoffs this year I, you know this is such a a critical race because it's the cutoff race after right. round two so you're going from 12 cup series playoff competitors down to only eight and um you know the guys that are good on road courses have to be really good next weekend and you know when i'm looking at those point standings and i see a guy like christopher bell heading into talladega this weekend is it currently 12 he is as on the bubble as you can possibly be. Right. And, um, you know, he basically has to either win this weekend or win next weekend. Talladega is always such a crapshoot. He's done really well on road courses this year. You know, he had his first cup win at Daytona back in February. He's got a top 10 at Watkins Glen. He finished second at uh, Road America. So, Christopher Bell has a lot to drive for, and he really may be one to watch as we look ahead to next year, next week's uh, Bank of America Roval 400. We're talking to Scott Cooper. The, see if I've got your title right here. Um, Vice President of Communications and Public Relations at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Is that just about it? Perry, that is close enough. Just Scott <laughs> Cooper with the Speedway is fine for me. <laughs> okay. Well, you're right. Uh, now... I, I should know this. Is there a truck race involved next week, too? No. We okay. are just running a doubleheader next weekend. We've got the Drive for the Cure 250 presented by Blue Cross and Blue Shield on Saturday. And that is a playoff race for the Xfinity Series. Of course, last year, A.J. Allmendinger won that race in the middle of the rain. And then we come back on Sunday for the Bank of America Roval 400. Now, both events are uh, at 2 o'clock. Saturday and then two o'clock again on Sunday, and both events are televised live on NBC. But we've still got some great seats available. We want people to get out and enjoy this beautiful fall weather that we're starting to come into. We're going to have a better weekend next weekend than we did last year in terms of Mother Nature. So, um, still plenty of tickets available, and people can check it out at charlottemotorspeedway.com. Well, I, I... I'll safely say you will have better weather than you had for the Xfinity race. <laughs> uh, you know, Jeremy Clemens is our local driver here, and he made the playoffs, and we're 
pulling for him so hard, and we have him on another show on this station every week, and he's come on our show a couple of times this year so far, and uh, he was real unfortunate and got caught up in that pileup last week at Las Vegas, and he's he finished last of the cars in the playoffs, and um, I know last year I was talking to him earlier this year, you know, the Roval, he was going to have like a top a top two or three finish, maybe even possibly a win, and it was raining so hard, the guy that he was following with about two laps to go missed that last chicane, and he just followed him. And, uh, and yeah. so he missed it too, and ended up, uh, uh, he might have still finished in the top ten. I know he had to recover from that, but, you know, we're pulling for Jeremy real hard, so uh, you keep an eye on number 51 for us down there. We will be doing that, and, you know, we, we love to see guys that people don't necessarily to do really well do really well so you know whether you're a road course ace or not this is certainly a very technical course that's going to make for a lot of challenges next week the the course itself is 2.28 miles it's got 17 turns of course it's got the back stretch chicane and then it's got a front stretch chicane and uh it really wears these guys out one of the uh, you know one of the pictures from last year that just stands out in my mind so much, aside from the rain on Saturday that you were talking about, was in Sunday's race, I remember last year, Clint Boyer was driving for his playoff life, and he was trying to do everything he could to stay in. He didn't quite make the cut, but after the race, he is sitting beside his car, leaning up against the side panel, just exhausted. And, um, you know, we've had that, that happen with this race because these guys are just, they are on the wheel so hard and have to pay such close attention to every single moment. Um, it really makes it a big challenge for the drivers, but it makes it fun for the fans to watch. We're talking to Scott Cooper from the Charlotte Motor Speedway who has big playoff races next weekend. Xfinity at, you said, 2 o'clock on Saturday and uh, Cup Boys run at 2 o'clock on Sunday. Let me ask you a question now. Has... I love road courses, and I've heard some people say, well, we're getting too many of them now, and I, you know, that's neither here nor there with what I want to say. But have you heard much feedback from, I don't know, old geezers like me, maybe purists or something, that say, you know, that's okay for the, for the Xfinity cars maybe, but uh, I'd rather see the cup guys on the oval, or has there been any, been any pushback about the roval at all, or, you know, well, to, to speak of? You know, th- that Perry, there was a there was a lot of uh, hesitancy and and questions surrounding the Roval when we first ran the race in 2018, and it was just such an unknown. But at that time, there were a lot of people that were calling for a road course race in the playoffs. You know, you had short tracks, you had mile and a half, you had you know you had a super speedway in Talladega, but to be representative of winning a championship, the one thing you didn't have was a road course. And so to do something really unique and special was one of the reasons that Marcus Smith, our, our president, our CEO, wanted to create this this never-before-done course and combine the oval with our road course in the infield and really create something special and different. Um you know, a lot of people just didn't know what was going to happen. A lot of people thought this race was going to be a one-trick pony. We were going to run it in 18, and it would never come back again. And, of course, the first race was fantastic. We had a finish with 
Truex and Jimmy Johnson getting into each other, coming into the last chicane. What a finish. And then Ryan, Ryan Blaney slipped in and stole it. And then, um, you know, the second year, Chase Elliott, he runs square <laughs> in a 90-degree angle into turn one. I couldn't believe and it. And ends up recovering, showing what a great driver he was to actually win the race. Chase won it again last year. So this has really become an event that has been um, – Full of memorable moments. Now that's it's really kind of become a, a signature spot. So I think, um, you know, whereas, you know, to your point, sometimes you hear people say they want more short tracks. You hear people say they want more road courses. You know, the benefit that we have for our sport is that no matter what it is, it's not exactly the same every week. Right. And I'm a huge football fan. But you know what? Every football field is... A hundred yards in the middle and ten yards on each end zone, and that field never changes. So when your competitors have something that they have to prepare for in an entirely different way every single week to get ready, I think that kind of adds something to it. I would agree with you. And now, but let me back up again. The, when y'all first opened that o, the Roval, um, you had to tweak it a bit. It seems like seems like I can remember the forty three car. It might have been Bubba Wallace at that time. Uh, Coming into that chicane on the backstretch and and hitting the curb or something, just tearing this car all to pieces. Y'all had to do some things to sort of <laughs> tweak the. Uh, I hear you laughing to sort of tweak those uh, curbs and everything, didn't you? I'll tell you, Perry. You know, from from the very first test session to uh, the accident that you're talking about with Bubba Wallace, uh, Eric Jones certainly had his time trying to get through and navigate that backstretch uh, chicane. Um, you know, this is a circumstance that we just learned. You know, we had to make some adjustments to the course because sometimes the drivers just don't want to make the adjustments themselves. It's almost like you have to protect the drivers from themselves. You know, um, sometimes you just have to go a little slower than you might want to to be able to navigate it. You know that old story about the tortoise and the hare, you know, he still beats the hare that's trying to do something a little too fast. And I think that's what we see with this Roval sometimes, that you really have to be smart and you have to be patient. And um, we got a lot of feedback. Guys like Kurt and Kyle Bush would literally get in a car and drive out on this course with us and, and give us some great feedback about where we may need to adjust the curbing here or try to widen out this uh, entry coming into the front stretch uh, chicane. We certainly widened out the backstretch chicane. And, and um, you know, now that we've kind of got it where it is, I think the racing is better. The drivers feel a little more comfortable on it, but they still know that this is unlike anything they see the rest of the season. Let me ask you something else now. I got I got two questions for you, so I got to slip them in there quickly. Um, we're talking okay. to Scott Cooper from Charlotte Motor Speedway. How, I mean, you had to look at the Indianapolis road course races about a month or so ago with great interest because their curbs came up. I mean, and it, and it really, they had, a, in the Xfinity race, they had that one that was perpendicular. It was like a, a parking, you know, stone or whatever they call those things that they had to avoid. And they were running right over it on the first lap. And then, of course, towards the end of the race, they had to remove that curb altogether because... Uh, uh, across in the same turn, pretty much, but across from it, because it was uh, the, the 
It looked like the splitters were getting caught underneath it. You know, I, I know those things aren't supposed to come up. Do you have the same kind of curves? See, I never knew those things were made of metal. I thought it was made yeah. of asphalt just like the rest of the track. So uh, Ours are ours are completely different. Okay. Um, ours is actually uh, our, our turtles, as Dale Earnhardt Jr. kind of coined them after that very first season. Um, our curbs, our sausages, as they're also referred to, we had everything we did was custom designed, and we worked with Alex Works going into um, 2018. So from a for- Formula One expert kind of helped us design this, um, we worked with another company in Britain that produces these for Formula One, and then we actually have a company in Tennessee, believe it or not, that makes bulldozer blades for the front of front-end loaders, bulldozers, etc., and they actually cut the steel for us and put these together. And we anchor them in a very unique way. So we have a lot of confidence. We haven't had the problems in the past three years that uh, Indianapolis saw. And also, you know, we actually run this road course frequently throughout the rest of the year, not with stock cars that are that heavy, but we do run with a lot of sports cars. And um, we haven't had those issues. We actually... Uh, received a couple of phone calls from the folks at Indianapolis after their event to get a little more insight about ours. And uh, we feel very confident with what we have. We've actually loaned ours, believe it or not. <laughs> we took some of our curbing to Coda when we produced the race hmm. earlier this year at the Circuit of the Americas to make a few adjustments on their course. And we've also loaned them to Daytona before. So um, our, our curbs have really held up well. Well, Scott, and my—that's a perfect segue to my next uh, question. Of uh, we love IMSA around here. In fact, one of our co-hosts here, Alan Hill, his brother Mike Hill is on the Wayland Engineering team, and um, that is in second place right now for that championship with one race to go. And I know y'all ran the IMSA, the uh, the big cars, the DPI cars there last year. And I didn't get to make it up there, but I was hoping it would be on the schedule this year, and it's not. Is there any chance of getting the the big sports cars back in there with the with the international drivers and uh, you know the the Cadillacs and the Acuras? I think there is certainly a chance to try to have them back again in the future. To be honest with you, I'm not sure why the schedule didn't work out this year for our fall race weekend. We certainly had a good time with them when they were here last fall. Um, you know, they battled some of that weather that we had on Saturday, and we also ran IMSA with our race that we produced at uh, Circuit of the Americas. So um, we can certainly look at having them back again in the future, and, uh, you know, it, it just just don't know why they didn't turn out this year, but we are excited about the schedule that we have and um, looking forward to just a big weekend next weekend and, and really curious to see what happens at Talladega to see who ends up in that final four and on that cut line looking ahead to the Roval at Charlotte. Well, Scott, thank you so much for coming on. I, I know it was a last-minute thing that you did for us, and you um, were very gracious to come on. We love having you on the show. You're very well-spoken, and, uh, uh, and the easiest interview I do every year. Thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> hey, gentlemen, it is always our pleasure. We have so many fantastic race fans from the upstate, and we love it when they travel just a little farther north to come up and hang out with us in Charlotte. And we're looking forward to seeing a lot of race fans next weekend when we uh, have have that elimination race on Sunday. It is going to be something else. Okay. Thank you so much, Scott. 
um, be safe out there today. Yes, sir. All right. That's Scott Cooper from the Charlotte Motor Speedway. And, and uh, isn't it refreshing to have somebody refer to our area of the state that doesn't live here to know enough about it to call it the upstate? Well, he's uh, he sounds pretty sharp to me. He does to me, too. All right. Let's take a break. Come back. Get Deb Williams and talk a little more racing. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Ricky's Drive-In West and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway are your go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive through Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive through special. Ten hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's Drive-In West on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway. The drive through is open. If you're riding around in your car listening to a game and your car radio sounds like this and you want it to sound like this there's the pass to Leitner puts it up then you need to visit Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Elite Audio sells and installs premium audio systems for your vehicle. Car stereo speakers, DVD players, navigation systems, and so much more. So stop riding around listening to busted speakers and subpar audio quality and visit Elite Audio today online at EliteAudioOnline.com. Elite Audio, 1504 Asheville Highway. You dream it, we build it. We are The home of the South Carolina Gamecocks is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. This is our now on FM at 98.3. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Hey, this is former Gamecock quarterback Steve Tannehill. Join me and Tyler Sugar Thursdays this fall for the Tyler and Tannehill Show from 6 to 8 p.m. We will talk Gamecocks, some Tigers, and any other college football team playing this fall. We'll also talk about the NFL. Whether you're still a fan like me or a Washington football team fan like Tyler, we'll cover everything going on at the pro level as well. So join us Thursdays from 6 to 8 for the Tyler and Tannehill Show presented by PF Auto and Diesel, 1116 Jonesville, Lockhart Highway and Union, right here on Fox Sports, 1498.3 FM. River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60, and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play at the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com. This is Jeremy Clement, and you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports, 1498 FM. Speedy Lube and Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube Asheville Highway and Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube. Asheville Highway in Inman. It's a beautiful day for the beach. Or an afternoon hike. Or perfecting your three-pointer at the park. 
Where you're spending your day may be up for debate, but stopping for an icy treat at McDonald's is not. Now try new Frozen Coke and Frozen Fanta Wild Cherry or Blue Raspberry. Get any size for just $1.69. It's more than a drink. It's a McDonald's drink. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices of participation may vary. Limited time only cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal. Coca-Cola and Fanta are registered trademarks of the Coca-Cola Company. Deb Williams is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to Deb. Good morning, Deb. How are you? Yeah. Oh, good morning. Fine, thank you. How about yourself? Well, since I just decided to turn the mics on, I'm a lot better. Um, <laughs> I, got, I got one question right off the bat, and this is for all of you. Did y'all uh-huh. did y'all pick y'all didn't pick for the race? Did we you? did not pick on the air. We picked them later. That was my fault. I forgot. Well, who did I get? You or, got the nine car chase. Yeah. Oh, okay, well, that's all right. Yeah, that's all right. Did you know about that? Did Deb have a pick? I texted her after. Oh, okay, all right. Cause and, I, yeah, and, I picked the twenty two. And and also uh, Lanny. Okay, all right. See, I didn't get to hear the show last week. I heard bits and pieces of it, but I listened to the podcast on Wednesday, and I said, wait a minute, I don't think they made any picks. And I need to give uh, Deb an apology, because I screwed up that top-of-the-hour break and cut, and cut you off mid-word, and I'm sorry. Oh, you did? Oh, well, apology accepted, but I didn't know it, so you're cool. Well, what <laughs> happened was... And, Deb, this is one of the reasons I, I, I... This is off the air stuff, but I'm never, ever trying to get rid of you because I don't want to talk to you. And I don't even like the term getting rid of you, but that <laughs> that top of the hour break is going to fire off whether we like it or not. And so uh, you oh, are... I know. I could tell Ronnie was getting close on time and you and you started into another story. And I was like, oh, she'll never get that in 10 seconds. And so... <laughs> but, you know, I think it wasn't actually that bad. I believe it was... It wasn't in mid-word. It was oh, okay. like at the end of a sentence, but it went from Deb end of her sentence straight to fox sports you know no but anyway all right we got you on now and i was just also telling the boys deb that there were four races i wanted to watch last weekend the two that i got to watch the indycar race and the cup race put me to sleep and the two i didn't get to watch was the WeatherTech sports car race which um our car one that we pull for here uh the Whelan engineering car and uh and of course jeremy was in the big crash in the xfinity race so you sort well, of can bring us up to speed or bring me up to speed anyway because I, I, it was like the lost weekend almost. Well, I, that's about all I did last weekend. <laughs> I was watch. I was truck race Friday night, Xfinity on Saturday, and then Sunday I had the NHRA. Well, no, I take that back. After the, I went to the sports car race at some point in time in there. <laughs> and then on Sunday, I went from NHRA to IndyCar to Cup. So uh, that's that's pretty much what I did. But I really hated it for Jeremy Clements because yeah. he was running so well. And, and he just got caught up in somebody else's mistake. And it was um, not good. But hopefully he'll come out today at Talladega well. You know, anything can happen at Talladega. Yeah, and that was the one he had actually come out and uh, and said he was worried about. I don't, he wasn't particularly worried about Las Vegas. And 
he did real well at the Roval last year in the monsoon. But uh, so you know, I, I he's down. He's down a lot. But all he's got to do, number one, is win a race, or number two, you know, bad luck's going to happen to some other guys too. I mean, maybe that was just I texted him and told him that was his mulligan. Now let's let's get some good luck going here. Uh huh. So yeah, that's true. And uh, but you know, at Talladega, you never know what's going to happen. So uh, yeah, he's you know, all drivers are worried about Talladega. That's nothing unusual. But hopefully, things will turn around for him this weekend, and he'll work out a lot better for him than it did at Las Vegas. Because, like I said, he was just in somebody else's mistake last weekend. Deb, I don't know if you've looked uh, at the Weather Channel or anything today. Uh, today looks okay i guess but i'm telling you what alabama looks socked in from like sunday through tuesday or wednesday from what i'm looking at and i'm not real optimistic about tomorrow well i hadn't noticed that you know of course i'm constantly watching what the weather is going to be for the roval next weekend and of course with it being a road course we're good in that position and that we don't have to to worry about rain delays so uh, but I had not looked at Talladega, so I'm sorry to hear that because uh, we really need to get those races in for all three series. Yeah, and uh, we just had Scott Cooper on before you uh, talking about the Roval and how it's been uh, accepted and everything. And you know, as opposed to running those races on the road on the uh, on the oval, which I of course used to, but you know, I I like the Roval okay. I don't like the rain they had last year, but uh, it's a uh, it's added a new twist to the. To the playoffs, and he's got the cutoff race tomorrow, uh, next week. He really does, and of course, nobody liked the rain last year. But you will have to admit, it did make for an entertaining Xfinity race last year. It was real entertaining. And, uh, I'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, once you go on that roll course, it gives you a whole different perspective and a new respect for everyone. Of course, you know, driving an oval does too, but. I'm curious to know how many more people will watch the Roval race this year because part of the Roval course was used in January and February when Atrium Health gave COVID vaccinations there at the track. So there were a lot of people who had the opportunity to drive not only on parts of the Oval, but going, I mean, the vaccines were given inside the cup garage. And you checked in and drove on part of the Roval. So I'll be curious, or I wish there was some way we would know how many people who had never been interested in racing may tune in now because they had access. They can say, oh, I've driven on that part (laughs) of the track when I got my COVID vaccine. (laughs) Well, that's very interesting, and you're probably right. That would, would, I think, get quite a few. And I'd also address with Scott the fact that the, the uh, the curbs and the, all the problems they had at Indianapolis Motor Speedway on their road course a couple of a months or so ago, whatever it was, and he he went into detail about how they built their their turtles and did he call it sausage one time? He called it a sausage one time. Yeah, right? by making the sausage. <laughs> oh, okay, but you know he was talking about the different components and the company in Tennessee that built their theirs and uh, and uh, he said you know we got we got racing on it. Not just on this weekend, but, you know, all year long, there's sports car races and things going on. So he's very confident, and um, of course he would be, and, and looking forward to uh, to the Roval. Um, I'm sure you'll be there, right? 
Oh, yes. You know, the track's only nine miles from my house. And, of course, what's interesting is back when they were introducing the media to the course, uh, Max Pappas took Bob Pockris and myself on a trip around that course at speed. Wow. Or I should say at, at speed as high as you could go in a passenger car. And uh, Bob had the front seat, and I had the back seat in the car. And it was definitely an interesting ride. And just knowing that we were going at probably about 100, between 100 110 on the course, and then knowing how much faster they go, and I was like, holy cow. You know, it, it, it was it's quite an interesting course once you drive it even if you drive it at passenger car speed it's interesting yeah well I, you're lucky to get to do stuff like that i'm uh very glad that you're uh can give us some first-hand knowledge of that uh let's uh before it gets we still got about six minutes here but let's get our picks in real quick before uh um and hopefully they will have a race tomorrow but in case they do let's make our picks deb you go first hmm I hadn't even given it any thought, to be honest with you. Um, I'm going to really go out on a limb and pick Brad Keselowski. Okay. Well, I'm going to stick with the 19. Uh, Truex is, keeps getting close. Alan, did we uh, no doubt give uh, Jada number 11 last week? Yes. She's got a lead now, doesn't she? Uh, no, she's tied with Ronnie. For first place? Three. With three wins. Okay. Who are you picking, uh, Alan? Uh, you go ahead, Perry. I take the nine. I knew you would. That's the reason we give you nine last week. Well, I'm glad you did. You know, they did Lance. this one year. Uh, they, they did this one year when I, I was uh, like the first year, and I had to do something similar, go down to Columbia or something. Right. And Ronnie gave me the sorriest guy in the field. <laughs> I don't even remember who it was. <laughs> Joey Gaze or somebody. I don't, uh, And I don't mean to throw off on him, but it was he didn't have much of a chance. <laughs> But, uh, well, fortunately, Joy didn't have to spend any time in the hospital in Vegas, but that, he was going to get checked out by a doctor when he got back to Charlotte. That was a hard hit, I'm telling you. He uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, deceptively um, hard, I guess, because you just don't think of a car hitting that hard and getting that torn up with the soft walls and everything. And, boy, I tell you what, uh, th there was no fire and there was nothing left all the way to the back glass of that car. Well, when you lose a wheel at those speeds, it's not good. Yeah. Uh, okay. Pick somebody there, uh, Alan. Okay. I'm going to go out <laughs> on Liam, even though I've got him in my pick to not make it to the final eight, but I'm going to go out on Liam and pick the 24 car. The 24 car. And, Lanny, you can text me one when you get a chance. And, um, yeah, uh, looks like uh, as far as the chase goes, that's everybody, isn't it? Jada, take 11. Yep. Okay. Looking at the the, uh, the the chase there, uh, Deb, it looks like, well, we got Christopher Bell, Alex Bowman, Kevin Harvick, and William Byron. That, so that's a, that's ninth through 12th, and um, two Hendrick cars in there that in a little bit of trouble of not making the cut, which they were in trouble on the first cut but made it. So uh, um, there's got to be some concern there. Well, I think the concern, you know, everybody's going to say, let's wait and see what happens at Talladega. Because I think once we see what happens at Talladega, we'll get a better feel for what 
everyone's going to need to do when they go into the cutoff race at Charlotte next weekend. Yeah. Uh, Alan. Uh, at least in Xfinity and Xfinity and Cup because, of course, trucks aren't racing at Charlotte. Right. Alan wants, I mean, uh, Blaney. Blaney for landing. I'll spit it out in a minute. Um, well, speaking of which, um, the trucks are off this week. I think they come back in a in a couple of weeks. At, but we've still got... I, I just wonder what they're going to do if they get so backed up with uh, with Talladega because it, it, it's looking... I'm, I hate to be Mr. Uh, party Pooper or Debbie Downer or whatever, but I, <laughs> I just can still see that... It, it wasn't like it's going to rain... Maybe a little bit Sunday. I mean, it was gonna. It was setting in for like days, and uh, and it's supposed to come through Spartanburg and of course Charlotte and everything. So, uh, uh, I just, I just don't see how they're going to be able to cram it in there next week. I guess they can at some point, but hopefully, all right, they 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 can get it in. I certainly want to watch racing this weekend. Deb, what else we got as far as uh, got about two minutes? What can you tell us on the grapevine or anything? People signing or getting fired or anything? Well, of course, Grant Enfinger now has a full-time ride for next year in 2023 with GM, uh, with um, GMS Motorsports in the Truck Series, uh, GMS Racing. And the Xfinity and Truck Series were schedules for next year were released this week. And uh, it was interesting to see the Xfinity Series now in Portland and the truck plate taking the Xfinity plate at uh, Mid-Ohio. And we're back, the trucks are back at Lucas Oil Raceway, which mends a lot of fences that were very broken and very bitter several years ago when the Xfinity and Truck Series were taken from Lucas Oil Raceway. But the Truck Series is heavily balanced in the first season, first half of the season. And I'm sure Fox wanted it that way to reduce their expenses because they have the first half of the season. And it's going to be crazy, but the truck's regular season is going to end at Pocono. Wow. <laughs> that is kind of... Yeah. You, that's, uh, well, it should be lovely foliage up there at that time of year. No. We're talking like June. The cup? Uh, I mean, no. the, the trucks? Trucks. Trucks. Yeah, yes. I, I meant trucks. Yes. Yes. That's what I said. The truck schedule is heavily loaded on the first half of the season. Wow. When Fox has the first half of the season. Oh, I see. Well, that is unusual, and uh, well, I hadn't seen that. I, I'm going to have to study that a little more. About the only thing that I've seen as far as schedules is Cup, and I know they're doing the thing at the Coliseum, and they're going back to Gateway, and Pocono's only got one race instead of a well, double Cup's header. Well, Cup's never been to Gateway. This will could be Cup's first time to Gateway. Oh, that's true. That's true. But uh, they, of course, Bush and uh, Xfinity, I don't know if Xfinity ever did, but Bush was at Gateway for a while there. Uh, well, Deb, we got about 30 seconds, so let's have a smooth transition this time and give me a chance <laughs> to, uh, to tell you how much we appreciate you coming on and look forward to talking to you next week from the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Thank you. It's always a pleasure, and we'll just slide right on into that break. Okay. Thank <laughs> you so much, Deb. That's Sliding into home plate. There you go. <laughs> Your home. Thank you, Deb. That's right. All right. That's Deb Williams. Who is? The smartest woman I know. Smartest woman I know, too. We're going to take a break and come back. You are listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Listen to our programming anywhere on the web at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. 
A few years back, when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipes burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. Hey everyone, this is Ben Ingram. Wake up weekday mornings with Tyler Sugart on Bump and Run from 7 to 9 a.m. Right here on Spartanburg's home for the Atlanta Braves, Fox Sports 1498-3 FM. At Janney, your goals are our priority. When you work with Janney, it's about going beyond investing. It's about connecting your life and finances. When it comes to managing your wealth, you probably have plenty of questions and more than a little uncertainty. What you need is a plan built to connect your goals to your wealth. Financial advisor Trent Lancaster is here for you. Trent can build a tailored financial plan and make recommendations that are aligned with your best interests based on your unique needs, goals, and preferences. Conveniently located in the Spartanburg office, Trent can discuss how he can help you connect your life and finances. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jamie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. This is Jeremy Clement, and you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. There's a new sandwich shop in downtown Spartanburg. It's the Sandwich Shop. Sam and Mitch are two local guys making roast beef, corned beef, and meatballs in-house. They pile it up high to build French dips, Rubens, and meatball subs. I know Sam and Mitch, and I can tell you, you're looking for a couple of ringers for your best ball foursome. I never slide. Look elsewhere. But if you're looking for great sandwiches, take advantage of the free parking at City Hall and visit the Sandwich Shop, 201 Wall Street, downtown Spartanburg. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM is your home for Spartanburg Vikings football. Listen to Vikings football each Friday presented by Chris Foster Heating and Air, your local ring specialist right here on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM and on the Fox Sports 1400 app. It's a beautiful day for the beach or an afternoon hike or perfecting your three-pointer at the park. Where you're spending your day may be up for debate, but stopping for an icy treat at McDonald's is not. Now try new Frozen Coke and Frozen Fanta Wild Cherry or Blue Raspberry. Get any size for just $1.69. It's more than a drink. It's a McDonald's drink. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Limited time only cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal. Coca-Cola and Fanta are registered trademarks of the Coca-Cola Company. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting Spartan-Waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time, every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community, where they work and live, clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. 
Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Wedding takes a strong team effort, and you'll win when you trust the Capazzi Glass Mart team for your commercial and residential glass needs. Storefronts, auto glass, safety glass for heavy equipment, window and insulated glass, patio doors and plexiglass, mirrors, expert repair service. Plus, Capazzi Glass Mart provides 24-hour emergency board up service. Call the Capazzi Glass Mart team today at 583-6200. That's 583-6200. Capazzi Glass Mart, serving the upstate since 1975. Capazzi Glass Mart, helping your team win. Do you want a diesel truck that just doesn't have the power you want when pulling your camper, boat, or livestock trailer? Whether you use your diesel truck for work or play, optimal performance is important. PF Auto and Diesel has over 30 years experience and employs ASE certified mechanics and can get your diesel engine running right. So whether it's the power stroke in your Ford that's giving you issues or your dump truck or tractor trailer just isn't running right, call PHUB Auto and Diesel today to schedule your appointment. 426-5083. PF Auto and Diesel 1116 Jonesville Lockhart Highway in Union. Worth the drive to get your diesel engine running right. Military and first responders get 10% off with proper ID. Live from the Fox Sports 1498-3 FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. Impact's pre-owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impact's pre-owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and impactspreowned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. And it's my great pleasure to welcome a good friend of mine and friend of the show and stock car racing great from the past, Johnny Allen. Good morning, Johnny. Good morning. Great to have you on the show. Now, I talked to you yesterday and you were RVing around all over the mountains and everything. Where are you today? I'm up in Cleveland, uh, South Carolina, up in the beautiful Smoky Mountains and great RV park. And uh, it's a group here that I belong to back when I lived in Greenville. And it's a reunion, and we're having a great time. Now, that's Cleveland, North Carolina, right? I don't know. No, South Carolina. Is it? I don't I don't, that's a new one on me, but I know uh, yesterday you said you were, uh, the other day you were, you said you were in Pumpkin Town, and, and that's down around Anderson somewhere, isn't it? No, it's up above it. I don't know. We had breakfast there yesterday morning. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't ask me where, where what is up here in these, <laughs> these roads. You, you don't know where you're at. Okay, well. Uh, you know it's beautiful. It's beautiful, right? And uh, we appreciate you coming on the show and giving us a little time. And I know you probably still, uh, you know, we're all over the world, not just uh, not just in Spartanburg uh, in the upstate. Uh, we're on the internet and everything and a podcast. And 
I'm sure there's probably a lot of your old friends and fans listening over in Greenville because uh, you were quite a you were quite a great driver from there, and uh, you were the 1971 uh, Greenville Pickens Speedway champion. Your name's painted on the wall and everything. Yeah, they they haven't scraped it off yet. Uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a great year, and uh, almost did it again, but didn't quite make it. Well, did you enjoy? Uh, uh, I mean, I, you, you had a great, uh, good Grand National career, and uh, um, but did you enjoy the modif- well, not, not modifies, but more like limited sportsmen, I guess, in those days, or sportsman cars. Did, did you enjoy that better than the Grand Nationals? Well, in a way, uh, I guess, because uh, uh, it, it were, they were shorter races and we didn't have to travel as far. Uh, but as far as competition, uh, it was it was greater competition as far as closer. I mean, there was more more of us that could run that I could you know have a chance of winning more often than in my Grand National career. I started out not knowing anything and just had a junkyard car and and uh, just kind of had to learn as I go and progress. So the last few years, uh, I would love to renew those. So that's when we became really competitive and would could run the top five top ten and uh you know without a lot of well issues uh, mechanical and two or three crashes and you know things like that that uh, took you out it could have had you know several wins but uh it was a lot of fun to run afterwards after us all that I couldn't continue to to uh, follow the Grand National Circuit because there wasn't any money in it, and and uh, had to start looking at a future. And uh, I still wanted to race, so you know, late model sportsmen's, and, and that filled the filled the bill for me, and I I could still be competitive and. Uh, kind of scratched that itch i had to race <laughs> we're talking to johnny allen johnny you uh i i know we uh, this just popped into my mind and i've asked some other of your contemporaries about uh a driver that we lost back during the summer and that was jack ingram uh, a great great sportsman driver and hall of fame member uh do you have any particular memories of jack uh ingram yeah he uh he stole my Daytona ride one year. <laughs> how did he do that? Uh, I've been driving for the uh, Brookshire Brothers out of uh, Traveler's Rest with uh, Greenville Pickens for a couple of years. And and uh, we uh, went to Daytona and and ran the, uh, ran the race to Daytona and finished fifth. And next, and then next year... Come down to the last minute, and and they said, "Well, we got bad news. We're going to let uh, Jack Ingram drive the car because he's he's got uh, expenses paid and got a deal." So anyway, it was all about money. Well, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that uh, but he he was a great driver. I competed against him, and, and uh, he was really tough, really tough, and uh, you had to watch your mirror because. Uh, <laughs> He could kind of lean on you a little bit. I remember I took some photographs. I was a student at South Carolina. The The first race they had on a Thursday night after they paved Columbia Speedway was a, a sportsman race. And I, you were on the front row. Uh, 
I can't remember who else was on the front row, but you were on the front row. And, of course, I took pictures of a lot of other people that were in the race that night, like Sam Arden. And I remember taking the picture of you and a picture of uh, Jack Ingram. And, man, he filled up the cockpit of that 55 Chevy. And uh, that, was a, that was a great race. Johnny, I, you know, I was thinking about, uh, I know you, the, the Grand National race that you won, you won it in a door-slamming side-by-side finish with Rex White. And uh, 1962 at Bowman Gray Stadium, but you, uh, you know, I actually, and I couldn't, I looked for this last night. You actually won a race that I saw, and it was at, at the first time I ever went to Daytona, and they had four 25 mile qualifying races for the Firecracker 250, and you won one of those in that Pontiac number 46. Uh, yes, that was, uh, yeah, that was. Excuse me, that was a Holly Farms uh, Pontiac. That was, uh, yeah, I won that one uh, against uh, I think a beat Junior in uh, in Banjo that that race. That was, uh, yeah, that was a big big thrill to be able to get those two on the last lap. Yep, and I remember it very well. And uh, they had four of four ten lap. Just like heat races, right? For the Daytona for the Firecracker two fifty, which Fireball won. And uh, and he was he was, was teammates with Banjo Matthews and uh, I think Jack Smith might have won one of those races. I think they were all won by Pontiacs. I don't. I'm not sure. Lorenzen might have won one of them. But anyway, uh, Johnny, there was go big, ahead. Big big field of Pontiacs in in, in 1962. Yeah, there were yeah. and, and uh, Cotton and Bud Moore and Jack Smith were all from Spartanburg. <laughs> we're all here. Um, right. Johnny, you went on and uh, and and raced uh, for quite a while uh, from starting in 1955 when you uh, when we wrote your chapter of the, of the independence and you you came right out of the navy and took your uh, you said your mustering out money and went and bought a race car and uh, what you raced at Corpus Christi or someplace right? Yeah, well, actually, actually started right before I got out of the navy. It, there in Corpus Christi Speedway, with a guy that that had a '51 Kaiser, he was he was racing there. Boot Crawford. Boot his Crawford. First name was <laughs> his first name was Ankrum, and uh, he was he was an older guy. He was in his, I guess, his fifties, which to me back then was old. Today now it's not. <laughs> but any anyhow, he uh, he run that Kaiser out there, and and uh, I started. I uh, got acquainted with him and, and uh, started coming over to his shop when when I had time off in the Navy. I worked at the night in the Navy, so I had time in the daytime. Anyway, he, he offered to, uh, he built a, another Kaiser, and he offered to let me drive it. And, and uh, I, I, I run about eight races and then decided that I wanted to go run NASCAR, reading the Speed Age magazines and all this and whatever the Seeing all these guys, Fireball Roberts and Buck Baker and Curtis Turner running, you know, three, four times a week and making all this big money. And uh, so, you know, I got, got some, uh, focusing on that and, and uh, talked Spook into, into uh, going in with me and, and, and building the car and him take a leave of absence. And that's what we did. We got a traded his two Kaisers up for a 55 Chevy that, that had been running there at the local track, and we kind of tried to make it NASCAR ready. wasn't pretty, but anyway. <laughs> uh, and we were going to go to the, the closest race 
to us in Corpus Christi was one that was coming up in Memphis, Tennessee. Mile and a half, high bank dirt. Yeah. But that, here I go, about eight races on a quarter mile asphalt. <laughs> and <clears throat> didn't really know anything. And here I go, you know, just, you know, young and eager and stupid. And, <laughs> and brave. And, Very brave, yeah. I would say. Well, you don't think think about that if it's something you really really want to do, and you got a you got an opportunity. You don't don't weigh out the pros and cons. You, you just cut off that con section and uh, <laughs> said, "Yeah, we can do this." And uh, so, anyway, that was our first race. It ended up uh, I talked to Ralph Gore. Helped me a lot. Can practice. He come over the looked the car over. He said, "Hey, kid, you're gonna kill yourself." Just here's you, what you need to do: stay down to the inside and stay out of the way, and just dodge the holes and whatever, and try to finish the race. And because he says, "You're no way you're going to run with any of these guys." You uh, said guys were there too. I mean, there was a huge field of cars. Right. And anyhow, that's what I did, and I ended up finishing, I think, seventeenth, and got a hundred dollar bonus for being the, the first uh, Plymouth. Of course, we were the only Plymouth there, but, uh, you know, at least I got the $100. <laughs> well, and you stayed with Plymouth. You and Spook stayed with Plymouth for a long time. And uh, you told a fascinating story about when you uh, practically, you took the bus and then hitchhiked in the wintertime up to up to uh, Michigan, up to Detroit, I guess, and, and picked up a, a shell of a car from uh, Ronnie Householder at, uh, at Mopar and, uh, and drove it back to... I guess you drove it back to around Fayetteville or somewhere, right? In the in the dead of winter yeah. in a car with with bare bones. Yeah, Spook and I had, had ended up settling in Fayetteville, and uh, because we, there was a dealership there that he could work at, and uh, I could help him, and and uh, and they let us work on the car there. And so it was a, it was a good place to operate out of, and and uh, Ralph Lagori, the one that helped us in Memphis, uh, in in. in uh, National, yeah, Memphis, I guess. Yeah, Memphis. Anyway, he he uh, he had a, he had a trailer. He lived in a trailer there at a trailer park, and he he had another trailer that he rented out. And and uh, so it happened to be it was empty, and so we rented the trailer, and uh, it started out there. And you know, just didn't didn't have any money, but he made it, you know he just made it work, and then went race to race, tried to run all we could to get experience and and learn and so then uh they were um, that I, I lose my way. <laughs> but but driving that car back from M- Michigan oh, in the yeah. wintertime, that that's what I wanted to hear about because you said it you had on all these clothes and no heater, no nothing. Right. Well what it was we we were being faithful with Plymouth and they and they, and they didn't have anybody I think maybe one of the guys driving in Plymouth and 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 uh Householder says, Hey, maybe maybe these guys do good and they come that's the year they came out with a Plymouth Fury. Okay. And uh they and anyway, it ended up uh says if we if we'll sell you a car for twenty five hundred dollars and uh, give you all the racing parts and things that we can, then we can give you. We can't give you any money, but we could do that. Could you know? Could you could you handle it? So anyway, we talked the dealership into giving us twenty five hundred dollars, 
to to go to, for the car, and then we would work work it out with him. And I would I went on my uh, my GI bill thing, got money coming anyway. So we decided we, we can't afford to fly up there. That was out of the question. And uh, I said, I'll tell you what, I'll just hitchhike up there, and I'll take a bus through the mountains and areas where you can't hitchhike good, and run some bus <laughs> and uh, get up there and get the car. So that's that's what I did, and uh, got up there anyway. The the car was just a uh, they ran it through special, and it had uh, Chrysler. I mean, it had Imperial, you know, suspension under it, and it had uh, it was an engine that they had went through and made made it, you know, as, as good as they could. Anyway, the car was no roll bars in it or anything like that. It was just a bare shell. There wasn't any insulation. There wasn't any heater in it, no radio, nothing. Uh, just a bare brand new car. So this was in the winter in, in, in Detroit, and it was cold. And I started out. I ended up, I had every every piece of clothes on that I brought with me on, <laughs> trying to stay warm. I had bought some clothes along the way, from, and, uh, and I had a, a scraper an ice scraper and I had to scrape the ice off the inside of the windshield off the inside of the windshield <laughs> yeah now that's cold it was, it was either scrape the ice off or quit breathing so I <laughs> <laughs> anyway I made it back north Fayetteville where it was but that was uh, yeah that was that was quite an experience but you know you do what you gotta do and you don't have any money but you, but you got opportunity and uh, at least that's kind of the way I live, always live my life. I just, uh, you got to step out in faith. You know, you say you got to, you got to make the first step. So anyway, we're that was, uh, yeah, we're, we're talking to Johnny Allen and Johnny, I, I, I'm going to brag on you because you did so many things that were to me, absolutely amazing. In the, f- um, first Daytona 500, Johnny went down there, and he was driving a Roy Tyner's car, right? A 57 Chevrolet, and they couldn't get it through inspection. And so he, he got no practice, no qualifying, no qualifying race or anything. And they got it going. I think Norris Reel or somebody to, let you put two uh, gaskets on it to make it have the right amount of cubic inches. Johnny started dead last and at a race with no caution flags, finished 11th out of 60 uh, uh, like nine laps behind I mean to me that Johnny that's amazing yeah 59 cars in the, it was 1959 and it has 59 cars in a race and I started 59 <laughs> and uh, we just uh, we didn't have to change tires because that that Chevrolet was you know, just a great car it was well balanced and, and uh, anyway we just passed Passed a lot of cars, and a lot of them passed up. Then they made pit stops, and ended up, you know, we. So that was, uh, yeah, that was a great experience. That was unbelievable that you did that, and with no practice, no, never been on the track. That, yeah. I mean, they just never been on the track before. And uh, that '57 Chevy. I mean, we had a family car that was a '57 Chevy, and that thing sat so high off the ground. I mean, was uh, you must have took a lot of buffeting, you know, out there on those big banks at Daytona. Well, you, when you don't know any different, you know you, just, you <laughs> don't you don't get scared. I guess you just say it's how it is, and if you want to race, this is what you got. Well, Johnny, 
Johnny, can you tell us a little bit about the race that you won on the flat track at Bowman Gray and how how different that is than than running a bank track? Yeah, I'd uh, I'd run there several times and uh, with Plymouth and all. Anyway, that 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 it's a uh, course, quite a quarter mile track because of right. a football field, totally flat and very narrow. Two two cars abreast is. It's tight. I mean, you've it's, and uh, somebody's going to lean on the guardrail a lot, and it's uh, trying to get through traffic. Is especially when you, you're Rex and I ran one two the whole race. I, Rex was on the pole and I was outside pole, and I think Rex got the lead anyway. We he led a while and I was able to get by him in traffic, and I led a while and, and then. Ended up at the end of the race. I was leading the race, and, and we were coming up on a lap car going into the third turn. And I said, "Well, I'll I'll go I'll go underneath him, and Rex's going to have to go around the outside, and in no way he's going to beat me to to the to the line." And so I, I I went underneath whoever it was, and I just you know I kind of went up kind of. Forced him up a little bit high. I didn't really lean on him, but I was just, as I was passing him, I was kind of squeezing him up to make sure he was going to cut it off, cut Rex off. And by the time we hit the straightaway, I heard this out of my left ear, this engine. <laughs> and I was over there, here's, here's the front end of Rex's car. He's the inside of me. He had to have two wheels on the grass. I don't know how else he said how he got any traction, but he was—he had a momentum going, and he was—he was coming up beside me. And Bowman Gray, the start finish line is is down really close to the first turn, and you you got to slow down, back off, and start jump on those brakes before you get there. You you're not going to make the corner, and you know it was obvious there in that instant. If I backed off, Rex was going to beat me because he could he could drive it in the corner because he could lean on me. <laughs> you know, he could make the I couldn't have nothing to lean on, and if I wasn't there that hard, I was going to crash. And it just it just flashed in my mind: you crash faster than this, I'm not going to let him beat me. <laughs> and so, so sure enough, I, I beat him by inches and uh, end up uh, in the guardrail. <laughs> Had to walk back to the start finish line. But <laughs> well, looking at the uh, uh, race, racingreference.com, I printed this out last night. It says uh, uh, the time of the race was one minute, uh, almost a minute, uh, an hour and six seconds, one hour and six uh, seconds. And it says margin of victory, six inches. And um, <laughs> actually, you led 178 of 200 laps and Rex led 22 Third place was Richard Petty, fourth Larry Thomas, and fifth Joe Weatherly. So you didn't beat a bunch of bums that night. You uh, you beat the best that there was. Well, Rex was the best there was there. He he had won like I think he won the last three or three out of the last four there. He, he was really really good there. So yeah, that was that was a huge uh, huge ego builder. It was uh, you know I said well I can win and uh, I can beat him. Yeah, that was a Holly Farms Pontiac, but anyway, so uh, it just didn't end up that that we had that much success with a '62 Pontiac that we ran that year. We just had mechanical problems 
just almost every race. It just it was always running uh, second at uh, the third, I think it was, at Daytona in in, uh, in July, and transmission locked up. And then uh, it it uh, the last race of the season in in Charlotte, I started. I think I started fifth, fourth or fifth, and I was and I was one of the favorites to to win. And we come down to the to the start and the green flag, and, and before I got to the first turn, my temperature gauge was out of sight. You know, I, I didn't really get a good start. Johnny. So a lot of disappointments that year, and then end up Holly Farms decided they were not going to do race. So, so there I was out hunting another car. Johnny, we got to let you go. I wanted to keep you 20 minutes. We kept you almost 30. And uh, it's it's great talking to you. I saw you up at Mount Airy a couple of weeks ago, and you look you look just fantastic. And uh, be safe out there driving and uh, your your RV, and having a good time with your friends. And thank you so much for coming on Start Your Engines. Well, thank you, and thank you for the program and for your your uh, love and support of racing. Just keep writing those books; you do great. Okay, Johnny. Thank you very much for that unsolicited comment. Uh, thank you, Johnny. Talk to you later, buddy. All right. Great. I'll see you somewhere. Okay. Bye. That's Johnny Allen, and I tell you what, he's great to talk to. I, I, I hated to cut him off, but, man, uh, you, once I got him rolling. Oh, yeah. Listen, and, folks, this, this ain't a spring chicken we were talking to. Johnny is 87 years old. Yep, he's 87, and uh, he lost his wife this year. So uh, he had sort of a rough summer himself. Let's take a break, get back, see what Alan Hill can tell us about uh, the local scene. You're listening to the Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership. Family-owned and operated, Jamie Nodine and his wife Rita are Boiling Springs natives and proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. You won't get pressured at Impex Pre-Owned. You'll just get help finding your next car, truck, or SUV at a price you can afford. Start your search today at ImpexPreOwned.com. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. Asheville Highway, Boiling Springs. The Fox Sports 1400 app is the best way to keep up with Spartanburg Sports Scene. Download it now by searching Fox Sports 1400, either at the Apple Store or via Google Play. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd pleasing Budweiser brands, and world famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. 
Hey, man, this was so cool of Dana White to let a social distance on his private island. Yeah, I just got one problem. My doggone radio just lost the reception. I got your solution. Download the Fox Sports Spartanburg app. Download it? Like into my tractor? Go on your smartphone. Get it in the Google Play or App Store. And I can listen to every show. Open mic, bump and run, Dan Patrick, and Colin Coward. How do I talk to the guys? Text them on the Elite Audio text line right there on the app. Oh, golly. I better get that on my phone. It's almost like you're back in Spartanburg, but we're sitting here drinking Mai Tais. Download the free Fox Sports 1400 app today from the Apple Store or Google Play. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Do you own a rundown house or a property with problem tenants? Did a relative leave you a house behind on maintenance and all the problems that go with it? If any of these things are true, Upstate Property Solutions can help. Upstate Property Solutions buys homes in any condition or circumstance. Foreclosures, condemned homes, mobile homes with or without land, it doesn't matter. We have a solution for you. The best part is we will pay you cash. So give us a call today at 256-0727 or visit UpstatePropertySolutions.com. Consultations are free. All right, welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400. And let's go to Alan with the local scene. What you got, Alan? All right, we're going to start off with Travis Chris Speedway. Last weekend, they had the big Robert Murphy. Bradley Memorial Race over there had seven divisions racing, and we had the owner of the racetrack on last week, uh, Eddie Ray. Yep. And uh, glad to see them get everything worked out over there. Uh, we're going to start off with the Thunder Bomber Futures. First place went to Scott Hendricks. Second went to Stetson Todd. Third went to Blade Edwards in the Pure Stock Division. First place went to Josh Ayers. Second went to Kevin Nations. Third went to Bradley Williams. In the Crate Sportsman Division, first place went to Jesse Wall. Second went to Tanner Fortune. Third went to Brandon Satterfield. In the Extreme Four Division, first place went to Bradley Williams. Second went to Trent Blackwell. Third went to J.B. Mosler. Renegade Division, first place went to Wally Fowler. There he is. Yep. Second went to Chris Jackson. Third went to Tony Pierce. In the Thunder Bomber Division, first place went to Blake Bentley. Second went to Madison Hoots. Uh, third went to Ricky Bogan and the 602 Crate Late Models. First place went to John Price. Second went to Bailey Lau. And third went to Dustin Taylor. And now let's move over to Cherokee Speedway. Cherokee Speedway started practice on Thursday night. That was for the big Mike Duval Memorial Race coming up. Uh, had uh, a little bit of qualifying and uh, one big main event there last night. They had the World of Outlaws there. And, uh, but we're going to start off with the heat races in the Crucis Street Stock. They had uh, three heat races there, had so many cars there. So we're going to start off with uh, first place in Crucis Street Stock. In first heat, Dalton Peavy. Second, Ronnie Mosley. Third went to Kelly Fiegler. In the second heat race, first place went to Andy Stewart. Second went to Kayla McLaughlin. Third went to Brandon Chandler. In heat number three, First place went to Andrew Blackwood, and boy, that car was fast. 
And uh, second place went to Blake Pryor, and third went to Hank Taylor. And the Super Sportsman Division had two heat races in it. In the first heat race, first place went to Mitchell Duval, second went to Luke Edison, third went to Justin Armour. In heat number two, first place went to Cade Langley, second went to Josh Hoots, and third went to Wally Fowler. We got to get Wally on before the year's over. Okay, we'll we'll work on that. And the Pure Stock Division. Heat race number one. First place went to Bradley Williams. Second went to Dwayne Worley. And third went to T.J. Penfield. In heat race number two, first place went to Derek Burgess. Second went to Jason McGrew. Third went to Justin White. And now Crucial Lake Models. Salve Dunn was qualified to Crucial Lake Models. First and first place qualifying went to Owen Osteen with a 15764. Second went to Jeremy Steele with a 15805. And third went to Dylan Brown with a 15823. The first three cars were down in the 15 seconds. So uh, their big main event over there tonight, they're going to have a lot of fast race cars going over there. Uh, now we're going to move down to the Thunder Bombers. Thunder Bombers, uh, three heat races. Start off with heat race number one. First place, uh, Hunter Thunderbird. Second, Preston Dimsdale. Third, Grant Parr. Heat race number two. First place went to Steve Green. Second went to Rod Tucker. Third went to Brandon Satterfield. In heat race number three, first place went to Benji Knight. Second went to Blake Bentley. Third went to Ricky Bogan. Also on the program tonight, uh, they're going to have the 602 open wheel modifieds, the Thunder Series, 602 late models. Pit gates over there at Cherokee Speedway. They're going to open up at 3 o'clock. The grandstand is going to open up at 3 o'clock, too. Driver's meeting, an hour early. So uh, just as soon as driver meeting gets over, they'll start hot laps and stuff. So might have to plan getting there just a little bit early. Uh, grandstands is $20. And uh, $35 to get into the pits. 12 years and younger, get in free. And like I said last night, they had the World of Outlaws there last night. And... Uh, we're going to go in to the uh, winner of the World of Outlaws, paid $10,000 for 40 laps. That's and, pretty good payday. And we're going to start calling this man Mr. Cherokee Speedway, Brandon Overton. Mm-hmm. He won the big $43,000 race over there a little bit earlier this year. And then he come back last night, won the World of Outlaws over there, picked up another $10,000. Mm. So uh, from what I hear... I think he's about won every super late mile race they had over there this year. So he's took away almost probably almost a hundred thousand dollars over there from Cherokee Speedway this year. Just from Cherokee Speedway. Just from Cherokee. Man, that's a good living. This man, uh, from what I can understand, he's is pushing one million dollars in winnings this year. Where's he from? Uh, I'll check on that. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. second place in the big show was Brandon Shepard. Third went to Dalton Wilson. Fourth went to Chris Ferguson, and fifth went to Chris Madden. Uh, and guess what? Brandon Overton, he drives a Longhorn chassis, which is built by the Labonte brothers, brothers. And he got a Clements motor in that thing. And I believe that's the way I'd want to go. Uh, that's a pretty good way because uh, at Ohio last night, another Longhorn chassis with Tim McCready won the big Lucas Oil race out there. So I'd like to congratulate uh Longhorn chassis and Clements Motors for some uh, big races here lately. And uh, what can I say? I mean, that's uh, tonight. Uh, we're going to have a big field of uh, racing going on over at Cherokee Speedway. 
and uh, kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Cloudy. Good. Not a good reason not to go. And I know Mr. Wilson will be there because he was there already there last night. Been sick all week long. But yet, somehow or another, he, he gets well on Friday afternoon. Racing will do it. You know, I told him, I said, kind of like my daddy, you know, we used to wake up in the morning before I went to school. I was sick, but then about 9 o'clock that morning, you get to feeling good. It, it, it don't happen. Well, that's it. I remember as a kid trying that. And, you know, after the bus run, I'd start feeling better. And Mama would make me stay in bed all day. Yeah, once you commit to that, you're stuck with it. Brandon Overton just got a text in. He's from Evans, Georgia. Evans, Georgia. Okay. Yep. So uh, well, he's coming up here taking our money. Yes, he is. Sounds like a good man. Um, Longhorn chassis, that's great. But we can't forget Barry Wright right here in Spartanburg. And I saw where he had a birthday this week. Seventy years young. Seventy years young. That's right. <laughs> Seventy years young. He's uh, oh. the older I get, the younger that is. Well, that's just a whisker older than us. Yes. Yeah. And and we can't forget about our other racetrack right up the road here, Harris Speedway. They're gonna start off Friday night since. Uh, we don't have a show between now and then, but they're going to have the North Carolina front-wheel drive championships and 602 Thunder Series up there. They're going to start off up there Friday night, so uh, that'd be a good place to go next Friday night. They're going to have the Futures paying $600 to win and the Pure Stock up there paying $700 to win, plus a lot of good qualifying going on at Harris Motor Speedway. And we'll try to get uh, one of them guys on here next week. All right, get one. Get him for uh, 1120. All right. Okay. Is that it? That's pretty much all our local racing. All right. Well, let's take our last break, and we are be just about dead on schedule. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400. Get in the game. It's fall savings time, and your countdown to kickoff starts now at Greer Nissan. Tackle the Nissan Road, $299 a month. New Nissan Versa, $269 a month. Lease them up in a Nissan Kicks, $239 a month. Roomy Nissan Sentra, $199 a month. And Nissan Murano, $199 a month. Plus, 0% financing is available. Get more for your trade. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Kick off your savings at Greer Nissan. Call 864-479-1197 for details. Business owners have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored. Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Hey, man, this was so cool of Dana White to let us social distance on his private island. Yeah, I just got one problem. My doggone radio just lost the reception. I got your solution. Download the Fox Sports Spartanburg app. Download it? Like into my tractor? No, on your smartphone. Get it in the Google Play or App Store. And I can listen to every show. Open mic, bump and run, Dan Patrick and Colin Coward. How do I talk to the guys? Text them on the Elite Audio text line right there on the app. Oh, golly. I better get that on my phone. It's almost like you're back in Spartanburg, but we're sitting here drinking Mai Tais. Download the free Fox Sports 1400 app today from the Apple Store or Google Play. 
Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play at the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com. We are Fox Sports. The home of the Spartanburg Vikings is Fox Sports 1400. WSPG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3. It's a beautiful day for the beach or an afternoon hike or perfecting your three-pointer at the park. Where you're spending your day may be up for debate, but stopping for an icy treat at McDonald's is not. Now try new Frozen Coke and Frozen Fanta Wild Cherry or Blue Raspberry. Get any size for just $1.69. It's more than a drink. It's a McDonald's drink. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices of participation may vary. Limited time only cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal. Coca-Cola and Fanta are registered trademarks of the Coca-Cola Company. Welcome to the last segment. And that's Start Me Up by the Rolling Stones. Did you see that they were in Charlotte Thursday night? And Mick Jagger went out, if I got this correctly, because uh, Tyler even said something about it Friday morning. Then I think Dan Patrick mentioned it. Um, and then I mentioned it to Hannah, my daughter, and she pulled it up on something on her phone. But Mick Jagger just went out to a bar by himself. Yeah. Nobody knew who he was. You know, and he was, I don't know if he took a selfie of having a drink in Charlotte or whatever, but, uh, I mean, I believe I'd recognize him. You know, I, I, maybe he had on a glasses and a funny mustache well, or something. It's but one I, of those things, it would never enter your mind that you would see Mick Jagger unless he was on the street. Unless, yeah. unless he was appearing in town. Yeah. <laughs> and had a crowd of people following. And you might think, you know, by his well, stuff, that walking. guy looks kind of like Mick Jagger. But, but from what nah, I, that can't be him. But from what I understand, he was just sort of loaning it, you yeah. know, and you would think he would have a big entourage. Anyway, all right, let's see what we can get done here in 13 minutes. Um, last week, they ran the South Point 400 at Las Vegas, and like I said, I fell asleep. I was, I uh, did have one eye open when they had actually a horrendous one-car crash, and it looked like the left rear wheel came off of that car, uh, and that was the uh, car of Joey Gaze, who you know, he's running towards the back, but boy, when he hit that wall, it almost left the ground. It did leave the ground. It didn't flip, but he skidded back down to the inside, and he was knocked cuckoo for a few minutes. Uh, they did take him to the hospital for uh, observation. I tell you what, I don't know how much f- uh, fuel he had on there, but it did. There was nothing left from the w- rear windshield back, and uh, he hit it a ton, but the race was won by Denny Hamlin. Chase Elliott was second. Not particularly, um, I mean, it says less than a half a second, but I, he wasn't really challenging from what I saw. I think you said you uh, woke up about 3 o'clock in the morning and missed all that part, right? Yeah. Okay. 
Kyle Busch was third, Martin Truex fourth, Ryan Blaney fifth, Tyler Reddick sixth, Brad Keselowski seventh, Kurt Busch eighth, Kevin Harvick ninth, and Kyle Larson tenth. The points, and um, this will be after the reset. Um, so the, everybody's got 3,000. Uh, anyway, Kyle Larson is first, 14 points ahead of Denny Hamlin, who won, so he moves on to the next round no matter what. Kyle Busch is third. He's 22 points back. Martin Truex, Jr., fourth. Brian Blaney, fifth. Chase Elliott, sixth. Joey Logano, seventh. Brad Keselowski, eighth. And the uh, four guys on the bubble, William Byron is ninth. Kevin Harvick is tenth. Alex Bowman, 11th, and Christopher Bell, 12th. And they are, uh, Christopher Bell's in big trouble. He is 78 points back, and that's uh, 12 points behind 11th place. So he's he's got to win one. He's playing on house money now. He can he can go for it. Well, he, he's going to have to. Xfinity, bad day for Jeremy. We've uh, we have touched on that. Oh, by the way, the uh, cup lineup for uh, tomorrow or Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever they get around to having this thing. Hamlin's on the pole. Kyle Busch is second. Chase Elliott third. Ryan Blaney fourth. Third row is Larson and Truex. Then Keselowski, Logano, Harvick, and Byron will start 10th. Uh, the race tomorrow is scheduled for the Yellowwood 500 at 2 p.m. on NBC. Xfinity, they are going to run today, but last week they ran at the Osco Uniforms 302 at Las Vegas, a disastrous race for Jeremy May, uh, Jeremy Clements, not Jeremy Mayfield. He uh, crashed on the uh, 30th lap with a bunch of other people. And if he could have just made two laps, he'd have jumped up from 39th to 33rd. But that didn't happen. And um, he ended up with a 39th place finish. Uh, but he's not out of it. He's got two more chances. And a lot of bad luck could befall somebody today because Talladega is the place to have bad luck or good luck in, uh, in heap, heaping spoonfuls. Josh Berry won the race for JR Motorsports. Justin Allgaier was second. Noah Craxton third. Austin Sendrick fourth. Daniel Hemrick fifth. Let's look at the standings. And uh, Jeremy is in 12th place. He's 92 points out of the lead, but he's only four points behind Riley Herbst. And he's only nine points behind Jeb Burton. And uh, then you jump back like uh, 26 points to Miat Snyder. So, I mean, he's close to some other people. Right. So he's not necessarily out of it. Right. I don't think that's Definitely within reach. Definitely within reach. A win would solve everything. Austin Sinder gives the points leader seven points over A.J. Allmendinger. Justin Allgaier is third. He's 28 points back. Noah Craxton fourth. Daniel Hemrick fifth. Justin Haley sixth. Harrison Burton, 7th. Brandon Jones, 8th. Miat Snyder, ninth, Jeb Burton, 10th. Riley Herbst, 11th. And Jeremy's 12th. Go, Jeremy. Don't give up. I know you won't give up, but just... Uh, Kick him in the butt. All is not lost, believe me. The trucks did not run this weekend. They will run next weekend. Uh, nope, sorry. Wrong. They run today at 1 o'clock. I just told you that earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, the trucks... Uh, Run the Chevy Silverado 250 at 1 o'clock on FS1. All truck races are on FS1. That is weird what uh, Deb was talking about. They're going to have their season over by June. I mean, I, I don't know the logic behind that. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to have to look into that a little more. 
Uh, she's because she mentioned Fox in there someplace. So uh, I guess they want to have all their races on while Fox is carrying Cup because they start out with mm-hmm. Cup and Xfinity, and then it switches to NBC like right after Charlotte sometimes. So I guess they want all the truck races and FS1. You know, I don't know. Anyway. Ben Rhodes is leading the points in the trucks. John Hunter Nemechek is second. He has a six-point lead. Rhodes over Nemechek. Stuart Friesen, the Canadian, is third. He's 25 points back. Matt Craft in fourth. Sheldon Creed, fifth. Carson Hosevar, who uh, shot himself in the foot by sp- faking a spin out at Bristol, is running sixth. Zane Smith, seventh. Chandler Smith, eighth. Todd Gilliland, ninth. And Austin Hill, tenth. But those two guys have already been eliminated, those last two. ARCA, they will run today the Fall Classic 200 at Salem, Indiana. And that will be on MAF TV at 8 o'clock. Salem is one of the most famous USAC uh, sprint car ovals that there is. But these are going to be stock cars from ARCA. Ty Gibbs is the point leader with a 26-point uh, lead over Corey Heim. Thad Moffitt is 286 points back in third, so forget him. Nick, Chance, uh, Nick Sanchez, fourth, and Brad Smith is fifth. Indy ended their season, which I thought was extremely exciting, with the snoozer of the year, the worst race, and that's the one of the ones that put me to sleep pretty early. Colton Herta won it, and this was at the uh, Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach, which is usually a pretty good race. This year it stunk. Colton Herta Herta was the winner. Joseph Newgarden was second. Scott Dixon third. Alex Palou finished fourth and took the championship for Chip Ganassi. Fifth was Simon Pagano, and from what I understand, he is on the way out. <coughs> Excuse me. My throat's hitting the rev limiter again. Sixth is Alexander Rossi. Seventh, Jack Harvey. I understand. Well, I know he's out because uh, his car is going to be taken over by Helio. Um... That's what you get for winning the 500. You get you get a good get car bumped. back. You get back into good graces. I think, if I'm not mistaken, and Mike could probably fill us in on this, uh, I think Helio is going to drive uh, in their Daytona prototype, too, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong about that. Eighth was Sebastian Bourdais and A.J. Fort's car. Ninth, Takuma Sato. And tenth, Will Power. But the points ended with... Alex Ballou won by 38 points over New- Joseph Newgarten. Patricio Award was third. Scott Dixon, fourth. Colton Hare to fifth. Marcus Erickson, sixth. Graham Rahal, seventh. Simon Pagano, eighth. Will Power, ninth. And Alexander Rossi finished tenth in their point standings. Formula One, we got a few minutes. Now, what was the wacky thing? I know it started raining with just a few laps to go. And Lando Norris had to race one for Ferrari, and what happened? It was kind of shady as far as part of the racetrack was raining hard. The other part was kind of dry, so he didn't know if he really wanted to come in and get rain tires on. Lewis Hamilton did. Uh, That gave uh, Lando Norris a big lead there, but guess what? It started raining extra hard over there in the corners, and he slid off the racetrack. And... uh, that pretty much gave the race to Lewis Hamilton, which the the drive, I think, of the race was Max Verstappen. Who he, he had to start 24th on the grid and come all the way to second. And uh, kind of helped save his points championship as far as racing with Lewis Hamilton there. What I've got here is there were 20 cars in the race 14th. and they started 20th. 20th. Uh, Lewis Hamilton, 100th career Formula One victory. Yep. And I remember back when I was a youth, a youth, 
uh, who was it? Uh, Jim Clark. Of course, he got killed in 68, but he won his 25th. I think he ended up with maybe 26. But Jim Clark won his 25th, and was like, nobody's ever going to beat this. I mean, the great Jim Clark. And he was great. He won the Indy 500, too. But, uh, I mean, Lewis Hamilton's won his 100th Grand Prix now. And uh, that would have been close for uh, Lando Norris. Uh, I said Ferrari. He drives for McLaren. So I apologize for that. Lewis Hamilton was first. Max Verstappen last to second. Carlos Sainz third. That was your podium. Daniel Ricciardo was fourth. And Valtteri Bottas fifth. Your point standings for Formula One. It's, I mean, you can't get much tighter. Lewis Hamilton got a two-point lead over Max Verstappen. Valtteri Bottas is out of it. He's in third. Lando Norris fourth. And Sergio Perez fifth. They will run Sunday in Singapore for the Singapore Airlines Grand Prix. That's at Marina Bay. And uh, they still have eight races to go, boys. They got a lot of racing left. That is a lot. That is a lot. So let's get to a big one here. We got three minutes left. The WeatherTech Sports Car Series, our team, the Wheeling Engineering Cadillac, won the race um, in a dominant fashion. They led 73 of 75 laps and beat Ring, uh, Ringer Van Der Zandy and Kevin Magnuson. Third was Tristan Vautier. And Loic Duval, that must be a new guy in that car. And fourth was Ricky Taylor and Felipe Albuquerque, who we have to finish ahead of as far as possible. There is one race left, and that will be on November the 13th at Road Atlanta, the Motul Petit Le Mans. Um, Ricky Taylor and Felipe Albuquerque have a 19-point lead over Felipe Nasser and Pipo Durrani. Uh, Olivier Jarvis and Harry Tinknell are 164 back, so forget them in third. So uh, they got a chance, Alan. They got a chance. They got a chance, but uh, it kind of it kind of sticks in my mind whenever they started off first of the year, and they put a NASCAR guy in that car for the twenty four hour Rolex car. Yeah, and uh, that's I ain't gonna don't want to call. It. I wish they would have took uh, put him over with the other NASCAR <laughs> driver in the other car, and then took the coup. Uh, what's the... Kobayashi? Kobayashi. That guy can mash the button. <laughs> and if they would have put him back over with the 31 car, the deal of putting the NASCAR driver in there and him going out there being two and three seconds off the pace and stuff like that, it just kind of digs you into a hole that you can't get out of and guess when it's going to pay off right now. Well, maybe they can get out of that hole because uh, they're only 19 points back. Uh, in, the next, in the last minute, I, and... Mike, if you're listening, get ready to come on sometime before before this is over with because we need to, uh, the first-hand um, account of what's going on. Okay, uh, today, Camping World Truck Series on FS1 at 1 o'clock at Talladega. At 4.30, pre-race at 4. At 4.30 will be the Xfinity Series at Talladega on NBCSN. At 8 o'clock tonight, those of you with MAV-TV, you get to uh, ARCA race from Salem, Indiana. And then tomorrow afternoon at 2 p.m., pre-race at 1, will be the Talladega Cup race uh, on NBC. Be prepared to watch last year's race or something because I swear I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I don't see how they're going to get it in. Ronnie, 10 seconds. Everybody have a good weekend. Enjoy the rain and hope we get some racing in. Alan? Uh, a lot of local racing going on. We got... Uh, Cherokee Speedway tonight, and that's like going to be a good one. Okay. Well, 
that's it for this week. Appreciate everybody listening. Appreciate Johnny Allen coming on and uh, Scott Cooper at the last minute. And uh, everybody have a safe week out there. Get vaccinated and keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. Our website is SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports 1400. WSPG Spartanburg. We are Fox Sports. And here's what you need to know. Today's college football action about to kick off with number two Georgia hosting eighth ranked Arkansas and number 14 Michigan playing.